Welcome to PCI Cast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week. Hello everyone and welcome to our newest episode of PCI Cast. It is good to be with you today. Thanks very much for tuning in and listening again. Thanks for all the the interaction on the Twitter sphere and all the rest. It's been uh, good to continue that conversation uh, after each of our episodes so far with you. So so thanks for tuning back in again. Ben, how are you? You okay? I'm good, Craig. It is good to see you in the flesh. You had a great trip to... Manila. Manila and also Davao. Yes, we're in the Philippines with Wycliffe. So yeah, it's good to be back. It is significantly colder as we sit here in the the Craigie Hill months this morning. It is exactly zero degrees outside. I drove here through genuine blizzard conditions along the Larne Line, but, uh, you know, survived and made made our way here. So that's all. It's only a wee skiff of snow. A wee skiff. I think it was, um, there was somebody on Twitter saying it was just a, just a dusting. I think it might have been Dr. Hart. Yes was saying it was just a dusting but uh, you know it's a substantial snowfall for us here but anyway we're not here to talk about snowfall uh, today the, the first item of business is to is to tell you lovely listeners who won uh, the airport tat giveaway yes. uh, uh, we are very pleased to announce that drum, the winner of oh I uh, go ahead and do your drum roll go on drum roll brilliant the winner of the airport tat giveaway from episode seven is Presbycast. Presbycast podcast have won. So uh, congratulations to uh, Chortles and to Resby and that will be in the post and that will arrive with you in, I don't know, 68 weeks or next year or something. Brexit concerns, it could take a while to get across (laughs) the the world. May well, it may well Can a podcast win, Craig? Listen, I don't make the rules. Uh, They liked and retweeted the the tweet that that we released. when we released the, the the episode, so uh, you know, well well done them. I can sit on and, and listener, this could, desk. this could be you next. All you have to do is like and retweet this episode's uh, announcement, and uh, you too could be in for the potential prize. And we'll announce what that prize is yes. towards the. You the have end to of wait to the end. Craig, who have we got in the Craigie Hill Mans here? Our guest today is Mr. Callum Webster. Callum is the Northern Ireland Officer for the Christian Institute and we're delighted to welcome him uh, to the podcast. So Callum, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Thank you very much for inviting me and good morning to you. It's a privilege to be here. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself? Who is Callum Webster? I work for the Christian Institute here in Northern Ireland and if people are wondering about the accent, Originally, I come from Dundee on the east coast of Scotland. Oh dear. But I have been living in Northern Ireland for more than 20 years now. So almost half my life has been in Northern Ireland, very much. Uh, My adult life has all been in Northern Ireland. So this is home from home across the Irish Sea and the accent has got a little bit mingled. When I go back to Dundee, people say, you sound very Northern Irish. (laughs) Uh, But while I'm going around Northern Ireland, people say, oh, you sound very Scottish. Uh, but I live just outside Belfast and have been based over here for over 20 years. Well, Callum, it's a, a pleasure to have you here. Now, good Presbyterians that we are, we've heard lots about the Institutes of the Christian Religion, but what is a Christian Institute? I can't believe that's your segue. <laughs> that is my segue. Do you know, I have to applaud you. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making it so smooth, Craig. <laughs> well, the Christian Institute is a... Christian charity. It works within the United Kingdom and it was established in 1991 and we exist to try and present the truths of the Bible on current moral issues in the public arena. Mm. So we're dealing with areas 
uh, in the UK as a nation where the Christian faith is being challenged in the public square. So we address matters such as the sanctity of human life. We defend that principle uh, and therefore we make Christian comment on issues such as abortion and euthanasia. We deal with the sanctity of marriage uh, and when we see the institution of marriage being challenged in the public square, like with the redefinition of marriage as at present or with changes to divorce laws, the Christian Institute makes comment on that. We seek to defend biblical teaching on issues such as gender, uh, on drugs and alcohol licensing laws, Sunday trading legislation. Uh, we would also work to defend Christian people who are in trouble for their faith, who are facing hostility in the workplace or legal action or difficulties because of their stand on matters of biblical principle. So a very recent case that would be familiar to listeners is the case of Asher's Baking Company. Mm. Mm who went through a four and a half year legal battle uh, because they politely declined to produce a campaign cake with slogans calling for same-sex marriage and they were taken through the courts in Northern Ireland by the Equality Commission and the Christian Institute funded the legal defence of Asher's Baking Company and we are very encouraged that after four and a half years the UK Supreme Court uh, cleared their stance so prayers were answered Uh, the efforts bore fruit and we're thankful in the goodness of God uh, that their liberty of conscience has been protected. The Institute works as a charity. We do different uh, areas of work. We have a research department who look at the facts, the figures, the statistics, they gather information, they monitor what's being said in the press and all those issues. They look at medical and scientific reports. They look at legal documents. They gather information from that to help uh, demonstrate uh, some of the cases that we represent and demonstrate some of the things we contend for. We have a communications department who make comment in the media. They produce publications to inform Christian people. They produce briefings uh, that explain some of the issues and distill the information down to a readable format. Uh, We also uh, would have a legal team who are there to give support and help to Christians who are in difficulty for their faith. We have administrative staff, finance staff. Uh, We have some of our staff make representations to those uh, in Parliament and in public bodies as well where issues of Christian principle are under challenge. And we would work right across the UK. Our headquarters are based in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the north of England but we also uh, have offices in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and a small office we rent in London where staff can be based when they're working in Westminster. That's great. Uh, Thanks for giving us that overview because I I know people have heard of the Christian Institute certainly around the Asher's case which was really front and centre in the you know the the kind of public psyche for a wee while really in Northern Ireland it was you know first or second news article on every time there was a there was a new development so really good for you to give us that kind of overview of the the Christian Institute in general thank you Callum Uh, we're here today uh, to talk about uh, a consultation that the government um, have out at the minute on uh, do you want to just tell us exactly what the just the title of that or or what the 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 scope of that consultation uh, is well, just briefly. Yeah, that is true. The Northern Ireland Office, which sits under the Secretary of State, are consulting on the redefinition of marriage. Many viewers will know that uh, marriage has been redefined in law in Northern Ireland, and 
the first same-sex weddings have taken place yeah. this week, uh, but there are consultations being held on the conducting of same-sex marriage in religious settings, in churches, uh, uh, the conducting of same-sex weddings by ministers, by chaplains and the NHS and in the prison service and in the armed forces and there's also consultation questions relating to converting marriage into civil partnerships, civil partnerships into marriage and those consultations are open until the 23rd of February. Okay. Uh, they provide opportunity for members of the public to raise concerns. People can respond online to those consultations uh, and as these things affect uh, the liberty of churches and of individual ministers and chaplains uh, not to participate in conscience in those matters. It's important mm. uh, that those of us who believe that those conscience protections should be maintained do write in, do respond mm -hmm. and do seek to defend those things. Well, well let's, um, before we get to the, the ways to respond uh, and going through the consultation and, and we hope to go through the, the consultation with our expert guy here, Callum, uh, a little bit later, let's think about the background, shall we? How did we get here? Well, when you look at what has happened in terms of marriage law in Northern Ireland in the last uh, couple of months, you really have to look at the wider context and look at what is marriage as an institution. Now, I'm not talking about the relationships internally within a marriage about being better husbands or better wives or better parents but I'm looking at the role of marriage in society why does the state recognize marriage in law uh, what is unique about marriage over any other relationship and we know uh, as Christian believers from the Bible there is instruction given about marriage the Bible records that marriage is a creation ordinance it was given by God to the entire human race at the beginning of time. Before God set in place the institution of human government, before he even set in place the church, God gave marriage to human society. And marriage is foundational to human society. The family unit's the basic building block of any society, whether that be a Western society, a third world society, or any other culture. The family unit is the most basic building block, and the marriage bond is at the heart of the family unit. Mm. And marriage was given by God at creation to the human race. It's foundational to human society, and so many other things in society depend upon marriage. So if marriage is eroded in a society or marriage is weakened, then other things in that society that depend upon marriage are eroded and weakened as well. So marriage is foundational, but marriage is also universal. Now, what do I mean by universal? I do not mean that everyone must get married. That would be marriage as compulsory. Yes. By universal, I mean that marriage as an institution exists across all type of cultures, all type of nations, Right through history, over the centuries, over the millennia, marriage uh, exists in all different cultures. Men and women have been committing themselves to one another in lifelong marriages across every different type of country and nation. And it is important that we recognise that marriage is universal because some people teach us and try and argue that marriage is a social construct. It was developed in Western societies by thinkers and philosophers. Mm. psychiatrists but no 
Marriage was given by God to the entire human race, regardless of their culture or ethnicity or society, and it exists as the union of one man and one woman for life. And then marriage is also beneficial. It was given by God to be a good thing for the human race. It was given to be beneficial to provide for mutual support between husband and wife. And the fact that male and female are complementary is integral to the design of marriage. Uh, Male and female are different, but we are equal under God. Uh, But there are different characteristics of male and female. And marriage uh, is rooted in the complementarity between male and female. Male and female are like two different sides of the one coin. Marriage is also beneficial because it provides for the procreation and the raising of children. I don't need to spell out basic biology on the podcast, but it takes a cell from a man and a cell from a woman to create a baby. And when it comes to the raising of children, we were designed to have a male and a female role model in our upbringing. And now I know today there are various scientific techniques done to provide babies uh, in context out with a marriage between a man and a woman but all of those processes have to start with an egg from a woman and a sperm from a man so they cannot deny the basic biology it's not based on political ideology it's based on design and biology and children generally speaking there are exceptions but generally speaking children usually do best when they are brought up with their biological mother and their biological father together in a marriage And marriage is also beneficial because it provides for the restraint of sin. The Bible teaches that all of us are sinners by nature. We all have sinful hearts, we've all sinful desires of all sorts, we all act in sinful ways. But marriage helps to restrain uh, sinful desires, the natural selfishness and fallenness of the human heart. Uh, It's a, a, a place of stability, it's a place where the next generation are trained and values pass from one generation to another, where discipline is established if it's functioning well Uh, but when marriage is eroded in a culture then we do see the effect of that on our streets we see the effect of that in our schools we see the effect of that in the lives of our own families our neighbors our friends we see the heartbreak we see the wreckage the pain that's left behind when marriage is eroded or damaged Uh, but good marriages do help to tackle the natural fallen selfishness of the human heart so given that marriage is foundational to human society, given that it's universal across nations and cultures, and given that it's beneficial for the human race, defending marriage Mm. is about love, not about hatred. When Christians uphold the true meaning of marriage in a culture, we do so out of love, we do so out of a genuine belief that marriage is foundational to happy lives, it's good for human society, for human flourishing. We disagree with the activists who have campaigned for marriage to be redefined. We disagree with them, but disagreement is not the same thing as hatred. And often in our culture, people are accused of hatred uh, if they hold to the traditional version of marriage, but that's not true at all. We defend it uh, because we want the best for human society. We want the best for our neighbours. We want the best for our country. uh, And that's why we seek to defend it. Marriage was redefined in law in England and Wales in 2013, it was redefined in Scotland in 2014 and it was redefined in the Irish Republic in 2015 and there's been considerable pressure on Northern Ireland to change its laws on marriage uh, during that period and often the 
Northern Ireland has been criticised for being on the wrong side of history. Insults have been thrown in the media that we are out of step with the rest of the world or we're living in the dark ages. But it's worth looking at the facts and looking at the reality. Only 28 of the 193 countries that are members of the United Nations have taken the radical step of introducing homosexual marriage in law. So Northern Ireland's laws have actually been in step with the vast majority of countries in our world today and have been in step with what nations have recognised as marriage in history for millennia. Yes. I think that, that past few minutes there, just as you've been speaking about marriage, has been incredibly helpful because I think so much of the, the, the debate has been of such a belligerent nature, uh, especially in the past kind of know five to, to ten years and people are very clear in their own minds about what their uh, opinion or view of marriage is not and very often it's defined or spoken about negatively but I think what you've been what you've been doing there certainly what the, what the Institute have been been doing is really making a positive case uh, and defining positively what marriage is as well I think even for for Ben and I who are officers of the the Presbyterian Church in Ireland and everything that's been been been, been happening in the last uh, little while um, it, it's important maybe even for us just to to say that you know everything that you've just said from the Institute is exactly in keeping with the state of position of the General Assembly and what we signed up to and what we vowed upon ordination and nothing that we've talked about here this morning is outside of what the Bible clearly teaches about marriage, about what our confession of faith uh, clearly states about about marriage uh, here as well. No, we have a, a positive, a positive case, uh, and our listeners. I mean, I, I'm sure as you were listening along to Callum, we're going amen as as well. Um, as we understand the, the the blessing, the God's gift uh, of marriage uh, to not just the church, and, and I think that was coming across quite clearly, not just the church, but to society. Yeah, I, I think that is important because sometimes Christians can fall into a trap of thinking that marriage, the institution of marriage, is just a Christian institution, and that marriage is not real marriage unless it's a Christian marriage. Yeah. But God has given marriage as a gift to the human race. And a couple are just as much married, whether they get married in a church or in a registry office. There's only one definition of marriage. One man and one woman joined together for life to the exclusion of all others. And that definition stands whether the marriage was entered into following a church service or following a ceremony in a, regis a civil registry office in the local council or in a public building. Um, and people need to be clear upon that. Um, yes, of course, if a couple are Christian believers, then their faith will bring a powerful dimension to the marriage, which otherwise will be absent. But ultimately, you're just as much married. A man and a woman are just as much married, whether they get married in a church or whether they get married in a council office. Thanks for that, Callum. I think coming across very clearly there is that we cannot split um, civil and religious marriage. Yeah. There is one institution of marriage uh, and two ways in. Well, that is correct. The institution of marriage is based upon complementarity between male and female, one man, one woman in a lifelong union 
to the exclusion of all others. And that's very clear. The ceremony by which people enter the institution of marriage may differ, but the institution of marriage is very clear. There's only one definition of it. You cannot split marriage along secular versus religious lines. Yes, there are people in the media trying to argue uh, that civil marriage is something for politicians to decide and religious marriages for churches to conduct, but you cannot split marriage in that manner. There's only one definition of a marriage, one man and one woman in a lifelong union, excluding all others. And marriage is not just based upon loving feelings either. Often in the media you hear people talk about, well, this is just about love, by which they mean sexual attractions. Uh, But marriage is based on more than that. Yes, one would hope that within a marriage there would be loving feelings, there would be sexual attraction. Uh, But marriage uh, is far greater than just feelings that someone may have in their heart. If marriage was based upon feelings, it would be transient, Mm. would not be lifelong. Uh, Many marriages last long after sexual attraction has faded and people have gone into old age. Marriage is based upon the fact that there's complementarity between male and female. Uh, There are differences uh, between men and women that complement one another. It's based upon the procreation and the raising of children too. Now, of course, not every marriage will have children, Mm -hmm. but every child ever born will have a mother or a father. We are designed that way. You know, it takes us an egg and a sperm, one from a man, one from a woman, uh, to create a baby. And we are designed in our upbringing to have a male and a female role model. And those things are crucial. And when you redefine marriage, then you really deny some of those aspects. You know, if we're dealing with the raising of children, if... Uh, two women adopt, then the child is denied a father. If two men adopt, the child is denied a mother. And so when we redefine marriage, it's really about the demands of adults rather than about the best interests of children. And that is not what the institution of marriage is there for. So uh, same-sex marriage now is legal here in Northern Ireland as of the 13th of January. And this consultation now then is out from... Uh, the NIO. Very simply, who can respond to this? Is this just for ministers in in the church? Is this just for officers of the church or is this for anybody at all to respond to? Well, we're dealing with changes to law in Northern Ireland that affect our whole society and therefore any citizen of Northern Ireland can respond to this consultation. You're quite correct. Uh, marriage, uh, Marriage law came into effect on the 13th of January. The first same-sex marriages were held this week during Valentine's week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But crucially, they were only held in public settings. They were not held in churches. But the consultation that the Northern Ireland office is currently holding relates uh, to the conducting of same-sex weddings in churches and also the position of ministers and chaplains in solemnising same-sex weddings. Now, In England and Wales, when marriage was redefined, uh, Westminster took more than a year to bring in the changes. There were months of parliamentary scrutiny. When Westminster brought those changes upon Northern Ireland, there was debate for, at the very most, a couple of hours in the Houses of Parliament. This was deeply grievous. Mm. The vast majority of MPs in Northern Ireland in July past uh, voted to retain the current definition of marriage. But sadly, uh, these changes in law were voted upon us by MPs from Scotland, England and Wales, uh, which 
in many ways that is a democratic outreach uh, that that was done. Uh, there's no requirement uh, placed upon the Secretary of State to hold a public consultation on the redefinition of marriage and he did not hold one on the redefinition of marriage generally but there is a consultation currently being held on same-sex weddings in churches and religious settings and also the position of ministers and it is important that people respond it should not just be left to ministers to respond because if uh, they if we want to hold protections for freedom of conscience for churches and for individual ministers and chaplains and pastors then it is incumbent upon us as citizens of Northern Ireland to respond to that and it's very easy to respond it's straightforward you can do so uh, online uh, via the Northern Ireland uh, office website or well, by smart survey as well yes. uh, and there are key questions uh, that m that ought to be answered in relation to those positions and I would say as citizens if you want to protect your church and the position of your pastor make sure that you do respond to this. We'll provide a link to that in the show notes and listeners can go on and uh, answer those questions in the consultation themselves. You have until the 23rd of February at that's, a, that's Lord's Day, that's Sunday at 11.45pm to finish it. You can do the smart survey you, if you're old-fashioned, and I, I don't know if any many of our listeners are, but you can print off the PDF, fill it in, old, in the old tech way and post it in or email it in as a PDF. But yeah, those are just ways to respond. Our heart here is to kind of walk you through with, with our expert, with Callum, the um, suggested responses that you might want to give uh, to the NIO based on what we've been talking about previous uh, around our understanding of marriage. Yes, that's correct. You can email in, you can complete a survey or you can post it into the NIO um, and people have just a short period of time left to do yeah. that but it is important that they do respond and in relation to the consultation questions on religious ceremonies for same-sex marriage, uh, we'd encourage people to uh, check the I agree or the yes option for the first eight questions in that consultation but if people wish to skip any questions then you can simply skip a question move on to the next one uh, clicking by clicking the next page option on the survey or simply by just ticking the appropriate boxes um, the ninth question in that consultation is only for those who represent religious bodies, so representatives of a presbytery or of a general assembly or of a synod, uh, they can fill in, complete that option, but ordinary citizens responding should not uh, answer question nine. Uh, there are questions that relate to um, whether you're responding as an individual or on behalf of an organisation, people are welcome to do that. There are questions about the demographics of those who have responded. You are at liberty to choose whether or not you answer those questions at all. But we'd encourage people uh, to answer the first eight questions. Our advice is to answer them yes or to take the I agree option for those because they deal with protections for church bodies, they deal with protections for individual ministers. And then there is the second consultation on the converting of marriage into civil partnerships and civil partnerships into marriage. Uh, obviously we are concerned about that because if opposite sex couples who are married can convert their marriage into a civil partnership then that downgrades the status of marriage. Um, 
just as circulating fake money in a currency undermines the value of a currency in a nation if we have marriage light options or alternative versions of marriage about for men and women that are not binding or not lifelong then that undermines the status of marriage in a society and we would encourage people to answer the questions there if we want to defend true marriage and its position and we want the good of our society then there are questions in relation to that uh, and uh, one of the questions it asks, the first one it asks is whether same-sex couples in existing civil partnerships should be able to convert it to uh, into marriage and we recommend selecting no in response to that question because uh, uh, civil partnerships are not equivalent to marriage so we uh, would encourage a no answer to that question. There are other questions that can be answered. There is a question about whether opposite sex couples should be able to convert their marriage into a civil partnership and again we're recommending selecting the I do not agree uh, answer to that question because marriage is a basic building block of society whereas a civil partnership requires less commitment uh, but it extends all the legal rights and privileges of marriage uh, without the same pledge for life. Uh, allowing people to convert marriage into civil partnerships uh, encourages them to enter a low commitment alternative to marriage and that would have a detrimental effect on our society uh, and the stability afforded by marriage is the best model for adults and for children as studies have confirmed and we would encourage people uh, not to support a downgrade uh, of man-woman marriage into civil partnership status uh, and again uh, the, the survey on the conversion of marriage into civil partnerships uh, contains a number of demographic questions which people are welcome to answer or to skip. It does ask them if they're responding as an individual or be on behalf of an organisation and most members of the public will be responding as individual citizens. Some people may be asked to respond on behalf of their churches but most will be responding individually and should state so and so there will be two links provided in response to these okay that's I mean, great i mean i think that's really clear uh, particularly for that first uh, consultation um for um, same-sex marriages in a religious setting what the nio is proposing and by you answering yes to those first um, eight questions uh, the nio is essentially proposing a a lock that officiants uh, the likes of me and Craig would um, not be able to solemnize same-sex marriages if the governing body um, had uh, did not permit it. Basically, um, that's a lock. That's a, that's a safety thing. That's good, and it also means that individuals like me and Craig and and, and others can't be compelled to uh, perform same-sex marriages. Yeah, well, I think that is important because when marriage was redefined in England and Wales, a quadruple lock was introduced to protect the position of churches and to protect the position of individual ministers to prevent compulsion. And uh, those protections that are available in England and Wales must be extended here. Mm. So therefore, we must respond to the consultation accordingly for yes. the protection of our ministers. 
Uh, Callum, that's been so helpful. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to talk with us specifically in this area. I know this is really one part of, of, of your work and of the Institute's work. Could you maybe give us two or three things that uh, the we and that our listeners can, can pray for, for you and pray for, for the, the work of the Christian Institute as well? Yeah, well, obviously the Christian Institute is covering a whole range of issues. The redefinition of marriage is only one area, as you rightly point out. Uh, but there are many challenges to biblical principles in our society today. There is uh, a very aggressive secular lobby at work in our culture. And these things impact upon the lives of our families, the lives of our friends, the lives of our children. And we should try and make comment as Christians in the public square if we can. Um, so we do, uh, the Institute has a mailing list uh, that it uses to inform Christian people of the issues challenging our society. People can join that mailing list. You can join it through our website christian.org.uk and there's an option for signing up to the mailing list. The, uh, the mailing list will mean that you will receive publications from us from time to time as issues arise, we don't bombard people with information, but we do send out uh, materials to them as appropriate, as issues require a response in our nation. The Institute is also available to come and speak at churches to inform people on the issues of the day, not just on marriage, but on the sanctity of life, on biblical teaching, on transgenderism, uh, biblical principles in relation to freedom of conscience. We do defend Christians who are in trouble for their faith like Asher's Baking Company yes, and others and we do talk about uh, their cases around churches so if people wanted a presentation in their church they can contact us. The Christian Institute office number is 028 9094 1667. That is 028 9094 1667 and staff are available uh, to take deputations in churches and to present these things in an informed way, in a gracious way, but also in a clear way. Callum, thank you so much and any ministers who are listening who have, who have an evening free um, or a morning, we, we would uh, encourage you to uh, get in contact with the Christian Institute. We've been talking a lot about uh, marriage and we thought for our book giveaway, if you like and retweet um, the, the show's announcement at PCI Cast, if you like and retweet, we will um, give away um, the, the winner at the next, which we'll announce in the next podcast, we, we'll, we'll give away Ray Orkland's Marriage and the Mystery of the Gospel. Uh, Ray uh, talks about the, um, the gift of, of, of biblical marriage uh, and surveys the, the biblical landscape, a helpful way to think through um, the what marriage means to us individually but also externally within a wider society as well so uh, marriage and the mystery of the gospel like and retweet brilliant Callum again thank you for taking the time this morning to come and talk to us um, folks it's been great to have you with us this morning as, as you've listened to us and we'll see you again next time thank you thank you thanks for listening to PCI cast Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCICast. See you next time.
Or you could offer I've the never... Christ, you could offer the Christian Institute to do a deputation in their church. That could be the giveaway. A free uh, giveaway. Oh. A free giveaway. I will come and do a deputation in your church. How much do you usually charge? <laughs> don't charge. Yeah, we go see. Yeah, we'll it. not but, say that. No, we don't say that. But <laughs> the Christian Institute will happily do a deputation in your church if the date and circumstances are agreeable. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it as a giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> we're giving away. Are we giving away? We're giving away a deputation.